I'm trying to make the connection to show you that money is connected to the master and you can't separate your money from the master. That's what I'm trying to get you to see. Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad that you're with us today as we continue the message, Seven Reasons Why God Gave Us Money. And Pastor, we began talking about money days and days ago and talking about the fact that, you know, we can't serve both God and money. God has got to be the master, not the other way around. But you're saying these two things do seem to be pretty intricately related to each other. Well, I think so, because we've already talked about the fact that Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart is also. Mm -hmm. And so he's saying, I mean, I, I rephrase it, but show me your checkbook and I'll tell you who and what you love. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't know whether I shared it in this message or not, but I shared illustration I heard about a state trooper from Florida was going around the country sharing a testimony with other police officers saved by a checkbook that hmm. this police officer had came upon a scene where a young lady had been killed by an 18-wheeler. It ran over her car. He uh, checked the license, but it wasn't registered to her, so he gets her purse, opens it up, flips open her wallet, and there's her checkbook. And every first of the month, there's this large check to the church. He calls the family, the fiance, she's to be married the next week. The fiance wow. comes to the scene. He makes it while they're taking her away. The police officer says, no, no, you don't want to see this and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then he, afterward, he calms the young man down and he says to him, he says, man, I'm very sorry. He says, I, I need to ask you a question. I don't want to be insensitive, but here's the question. When I was trying to find out who she was, I opened up her checkbook and there's this large check to this church every month. And he said, well, she's a Christian hmm. and she loved Jesus Christ and absent from the body's present with the Lord. And he shared the gospel and that police officer accepted Jesus Christ as his personal Lord and Savior right there. Wow. So yeah. she died that he might live. And he was sharing that. And he said, here's his testimony. I was saved by a checkbook. My question is this, if something were to happen to you and they picked up your checkbook, would they be able to be led to Jesus Christ hmm. from looking at your checkbook? That is really a sobering question for a lot of us, maybe convicting and uh, maybe the impetus to begin to take God's word seriously as we look at the truth of what he says about money. Let's do that today from Proverbs chapter 3 as we continue seven reasons why God gave us money. Here is Pastor Ford. Because salvation is in his name. Hey! Oh, yeah. If I ask anything in his name, uh, God gives it to me. And so everything I need is in his name. The power is in his name. Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The provision is in his name. Uh, he shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. That's probably why Paul said uh, that his name, the sound of his name, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. It's in his name. So here's what I wanted to do. Here's what I wanted to do. When we got back, I said, we, we're going to do something nice. I had been over his house and uh, he likes watches. And so I said, okay, we'll take him to dinner and I'm going to give him a watch. 
So I bought him a Movado knockoff. Because I, could, I couldn't afford the Movado. So, so I said, hey, man. I said, you know, just something, a little something, something. You know, it ain't much, but, you know, and he looked at it and he said, now, can I say something to you without being offensive? Now, anytime somebody says to you, can I say something to you without being offensive, get ready to be offended. And I said, go ahead, man. He said, he said, no, I'm going to show you. So he took me to this three-tier uh, jewel box. was a watch thing. And just started pulling them out. Movado. Rado. Whitnauer. Listen, listen. Ain't nothing right there under $5,000. Nothing under there. Nothing. You know, and he showed me all these watches over $100,000 worth of watches. And I was saying, man, you better be glad I'm saved because, you know, boy, if I wasn't saved, he said, you broke into my house, you'd have got shot. <laughs> but, but it was like, okay, people say it's the thought that counts. No, no, good intentions. Motive was right. My way of saying thank you, all true. But here's the issue that what I was giving wasn't fit for who I was giving it to. It was inappropriate based on its worth. Yeah, I know what you're saying, man, that doesn't, no, he should have been great, but he should, no, 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 no. I should have just got a card and said thank you. And my little effort <laughs> was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. And my wife had told me, don't do that. Don't give. And I didn't. <laughs> oh, you ain't hearing the comments up in the front. She said, most hard-headed men ain't listening. And that's a true comment, too, but we don't want to hear from you. <laughs> Am I right about it, brothers? <laughs> But yeah, that's it. You know, so when we look at it, and then I'll use it for later on. I'll say it later on. Uh, but guess what he did? I'm going to show you. This is how God worked. So for my birthday, which was a week after, brought me a Rado. It's a $5,000 watch. Yeah, it's a $5,000 watch. It has little links. I broke one of the links. $218 for the little link. Look, 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 look. I could have got 500 watches for that. <laughs> so I usually pay about 10, 15 bucks for my watch. And when the battery run out, I just throw it away because the battery, $8. Just put seven more. We didn't get another watch. Does that make sense to you? Makes sense to me. Yeah. And so, but you get the idea of what I'm saying. And so it is, what is your esteem of God? No, you can't give him all that he's worth, but you need to honor the Lord with, with. There's the partnership of your giving in worship. But then notice this. Notice the personal nature that demonstrates reverence. It says, honor the Lord with your substance and with your first fruits and your substance. That is, when you begin to realize that no one is exempt. That when we honor God, see, it doesn't say uh, honor the Lord if your bills are paid. 
honor the Lord if you don't have credit card debt. No, we have a personal obligation to honor the Lord. That's what he says. Honor the Lord, the Lord will honor you. Here's the second one, is reverence to God. That's the adoration of it. It's regulated by God. That's the amount of it. So then, let me say it again, it's reverence to God. That's the adoration of giving. And then it's regulated by God. That's the amount of our giving. Uh, because the first one talks about the substance of our giving. The second, the supply. So the substance tells us what to give. The supply tells us how much. And so it's called first fruits, not second, not third, not last. We don't make him Lord of the leftovers. Honor the Lord with the first fruits. First fruits, okay, now get this. Passover represents what? The sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Christ is our Passover. First Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 9. Christ is our Passover. Then Feast of First Fruits represents what? The resurrection. Okay, so Passover is when Jesus died on Calvary. First Fruits is when Jesus rose from the dead. The pictures in the Old Testament all point to Jesus. Every festival, every sacrifice points to Jesus. So then the Passover where Jesus set the Israelites free from the Egyptians is a picture of Christ going to free all mankind when he dies on Calvary. Is that true? That's true. So then the next event that happens is called the Feast of First Fruits, which happened three days after. What happened three days after he died? He rose. Everybody still with me? I'm trying to make the connection to show you that money is connected to the master and you can't separate your money from the master. That's what I'm trying to get you to see. Okay, so now they would go in. They didn't know what they were doing, but we do because we can look back. So then if they got three sheaves, this is the first of what they're going to do. When nobody's getting anything until we do this, get a sheaf, bind it together. Okay, let me put it this way. Put a rubber band around it. Get another one. Put a rubber band around it. Then get another one. Put a rubber band around it. Then put three together. Put a rubber band around all three. Then lift it up and wave it before the Lord as a first fruits offering. Man, that is so powerful. What do the three sheaves represent? You're getting it. You're getting it. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Why bind them individually? Because there's one God, but it's three persons. Now, why do you put the big rubber band around all three? Because there's one God, three persons. And why do you rave, wave it before the Lord? Because a wave offering is a praise offering for what you just gave. And since you now have given this material thing to give a spiritual picture, what's the picture? That the Father, Galatians 1.1, 1, 1, uh, raised Jesus from the dead, that 
that Jesus, John chapter 2, uh, verses 19 through 21, raised himself, and that the Holy Spirit of God, uh, Romans chapter 1, verse 4, that all three persons of the Godhead raised Jesus from the dead, and now we acknowledge that through our material wealth that we understand that it's not material first, it's spiritual first. Spiritual first. This is Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford, and we're going to pause the message right here. We'll get back to it in just one moment. You know, one of the things that uh, I really love about Treasure Truth is just the reach and the number of people and where you are that this radio program reaches you. So fascinating to hear from uh, listeners in different parts of the world and all around the country. Uh, let us know where you're listening, why you're listening, and what difference Pastor Ford's teaching is making in your life. Just come to our website, treasuredtruthradio.org, and click on the contact link. Again, you'll find it at treasuredtruthradio.org. Back to the message. Here is Pastor Ford. Now, let me just share this with you real quick, because I want to leave, you know, I, I got all, everybody all confused. Listen, here's what he says. He says, uh, bring all you tithes in the storehouse. And he says, uh, honor me, or you're cursed with a curse. Now, we know as believers, that's Old Testament law. We are not cursed. You cannot curse what God has blessed. We're already blessed. But, but we don't understand the word. That's the problem. We don't understand the word. Here, here's the word. The word literally means to excoriate. Now, now, I know. Here you go. Here you go again. You confuse us even more. What does that mean? Here's what it means. In other words, God says when you use your money like I tell you to use your money, the reason I gave it to you, then what I do is I bless your money. That's what he did. He says, but when you don't do what I want you to do with it, I excoriate your money. What are you talking about? He takes his hands off of it. He takes his hand off of it. The children of Israel, for 40 years in the wilderness, what happened to them? Did their shoes wear out? Did their clothes wear out? No, God took care of them. And did they ever go hungry? Did they ever go thirsty? No, he took care of everything. And so what does he say? He says, listen, when you do it my way, uh, you'll get my blessing. So here's what he says. I will open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you cannot receive when you do it the way he says do it. Now, what, what does it mean? I will open up the windows of heaven. What does that window do? That window lets us see in another dimension. We see outside. Are we outside? But we can see outside. It's not raining yet. Now, if I open up the window, what will happen? The air that's on the outside is going to come on the inside. Do you understand the promise God made? When we honor him, when we honor him, he opens up the windows of heaven, pours us out a blessing that we cannot receive. Now, here's what it means. Three things. That God knows where the money is, that God will show you who has it, and he will tell you how to get it. That's it. Okay. All right. Uh, here, here's the example. Uh, Jacob. Jacob was tricked in the marrying Leah. So he worked 14 years for Rachel, and it seemed to him like a day. Then he worked six years to get wealthy, right? When they came running after him, here's what he said. You took our father's property and wealth. He said, no, no, I didn't. I worked for this. 
your father tricked me and your father changed my wages 10 times. But then read it. Here's what it says. But God showed me what to do. What'd you tell him to do, God? Well, he said, okay, uh, you, what are your wages? Give me the speckled and the striped animals, the goats and the sheep. Guess what? That's less than 1%. So then God said, let me show you how to get your money because the wealth of the wicked is reserved for the righteous. And, and so uh, the word literally means to be stored up, to be reserved for. That's why I always say, I wonder which one of these wicked people got my money. And so what happens? So he said, said, God said, go over there, cut the bark off of the tree, put it in the water, and most of them be speckled and striped. And that's what he did. And then when Laban saw it, he said, oh, I got to change your wages. Uh, uh, I'll take the speckled and the striped, and you take all the solid. And he said, and then God said, okay, now go get some of this dirt and put it in the water. And when they drink it, and then most of them were plain and, and very few of them. And he said, that happened 10 times. Yeah. 10 times. He went in, ain't had two nickels to rub together, came out the richest man in his land. Now, somebody tell me what he said in Genesis 28 when he put his head on that rock and went to sleep and had a dream about the angels. He said, what did he tell God? I got to give you the, because the, they ain't going to believe it. It's in the Bible. They're going to think they're watching TV. He had promised God. God, you, you, you bless me, and I'll give you a tithe. Here's the question. Was it commanded? No. Was it commanded? No. He just voluntarily said, I'm going to worship you with a tenth. And what did God do? Honored his worship. And, and some people have to grow to that, you know? Yeah, I know I did. I had to grow to that. I'll never forget the, the first time I tithed. I, man, I was upset all week. <laughs> you know, I kept saying, man, if I hadn't gave that much, I could have got this or that or the other, you know. And, uh, you know, God had to work that into my life. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's in the book. You know, it's, it's, it's in the Bible. He does it. So let me give you the six aspects of the first fruits. What am I saying when I worship God like this? And so it, it is you're saying to God, I have praise for your person, praise for your person, thanks for your provision, thanks for your provision. Third thing you're saying, you are my priority, you're my priority. Fourth thing you're saying, all of this is your possession, all of it is yours. Fifth thing you're saying, there's plenty more to come. That's the expectation that we have. Last thing we're saying is we'll use it all for your purposes, not just the 10%, but the 90% as well. Okay, so let me give you the difference and then we're done. Okay, so let me close it this way. So here's what you have. Remember when Lot was taken captive. Lot was taken captive. Abraham comes to the rescue. Now, he's going against four powerful kings. He has 300 servants. So he's got inferior forces, but superior faith. He's got insufficient strength, but he has an all-sufficient savior. He has inadequate troops, but he has indissolvable trust. So here's what happens. 
God gives him the victory, verse 17. It's a slaughter. I mean, he ate their lunch. Then it says he meets two people. He meets the king of Sodom and he meets the king of Salem. Yeah, Melchizedek. Now the king of Sodom, he meets him first. And remember what the king of Sodom wants to do? Take this money and wealth. Why? Because the code of Hammurabi says, to the victor belong the spoils. What did Abraham do? He turned it down. Why? He didn't want anybody to take credit for God making him rich. Then the king of Salem came, which I believe is the Christophany, Jesus Christ. So what did he do with the king of Salem? He gave him 10%. And then he broke bread with him. This communion, you can look at it. And then what happened after that? Genesis 15, 1. God said to him, Abraham, I am thy shield and exceeding great reward. In other words, he refused to take the money because it was disconnected from the master. That the master would not get credit for that money. But since he is his shield, I gave you the protection. The victory is yours because of me. And your exceeding great reward, protection and provision, I'm giving that to you. And so what did he give Abraham? He gave him fellowship and favor and fervor because he voluntarily gave and had the value, the tithe, and the volume was of everything that he had. All right, so he showed then his reliance was upon God. So here's what he said. I raise my hand to the Lord of heaven. Now, if he just said raise hands, he'd be talking about praise, reverence. But one hand, it was the right hand. And that's what? Allegiance when you make a vow and say, I vow that God, I will not accept money that does not give you glory. I vow that I'll worship you with everything that I have. What a powerful way to wrap up today's program, really thinking about what God has entrusted to us and the way he's asked us to manage the money that he's given us. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford. And if you want to listen to this program again or any previous broadcast in the series, just come to our website. It's Treasure Truth Radio. Org. You know, Pastor, one of the things that I think is really cool is just to hear from new listeners uh, who stumble across this radio program, either online or, or through the radio, and it is there for them today because someone previously had given and helped get this program off the ground. Amen. That's right. It reminds me of those lepers in the Book of Kings. They had found food in the Syrian camp. And they said, we would be remiss if we didn't go back to the city and tell everybody the famine is over, there's a feast. Well, I'm telling you, not just treasure truth, but when you listen to Moody Radio, you feast on the Word of God. Great expositors of the Word of God. And who would not want someone else to be built up in their most precious faith by the teaching that comes across the Moody Network? And you can do that. 
You can do that by coming to treasuredtruthradio.org. Click on that donate button. There you can give a one-time gift or an ongoing monthly gift. Again, that's at treasuredtruthradio.org and click on donate. Thanks for doing that. Thanks to our producers, Amy Rios and Ryan McConaughey. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.